Welcome to Lasting Change, the show that can help you achieve your goals and change your mindset by building healthy habits around things like fitness, nutrition, ADHD management, and anything else that can help you shoot for the stars. My name is Marnie Slater. I'm a personal trainer, nutritionist, behavior change specialist, and honestly, a whole bunch of other random things that don't really matter right now. So if you're ready to get inspired, let's dig in. Hello and welcome back. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, we are going to be talking about how to get rid of behaviors that are just getting in your way of success. We all have a few things in our lives that we would like to get rid of and change. And today, we're going to be talking about how to actually make that happen. So many people have heard these grand success stories about people quitting smoking cold turkey or people that have made massive physical changes in a short period of time or someone that has grown their business to a multi-million dollar business in just a couple of months. And all of these massive success stories are not the norm. Let's get that clear. Those stories make headlines for a reason. The average person does not make change that way. If you are one of those few people that does great, good for you, But there are so many of us that have tried to do it that way and we continuously fail and it is so frustrating. So we're going to go over a couple of tips about how to make that actually stick. One thing to keep in mind is that you are looking to change this behavior for good. Let's take, for example, that you're trying to quit smoking. At some point in your life, you would love to be a non-smoker. Instead of looking for an immediate change in this behavior that you're trying to eliminate, let's look instead at longevity. You want to look ahead five years and see yourself as a non-smoker. But if you look at yourself a month from now, are you going to be a non-smoker? For most people, the answer is going to be no. But what you can do is start cutting back. So if you're looking to create lasting change for yourself, sometimes the best way to do it isn't to do it all at once. It's quite the opposite. Start with baby steps. If you're a person that smokes a pack of cigarettes a day, just start by making that pack last two days instead of one. Start small. Don't try to make that pack last the entire week. If you're used to smoking an entire pack in a day, cutting back to a pack a week is going to be a massive change. It'll be a jolt to your system. You'll likely go through some sort of withdrawals. You're so much better off just making small, minute changes, which in the moment can feel like such a micro change that you might not even notice a difference. And that's the idea. So instead of cutting it back all the way, think about making it last a couple days. And you might be in that rhythm for a week or more, a couple weeks. It's as long as you need it to be until your body starts to adjust to it. And at the time that you start to feel comfortable with where you're at, that's the time to make another change. You always want to be pushing it just a little bit so that you are still striving and still feel like you're shooting for a new target. So after you get a little bit comfortable, start making that little change again. Now you might try to make it four or five. Then you might make that pack last a week and so on and so forth until maybe you're at the point where you're only having an occasional smoke. There will be a turning point in this change 
where you're ready to commit to not smoking altogether. Everyone will have that change at some point. But don't be in a rush to get there. You are so much better off already just cutting back your smoking rather than quitting completely cold turkey. And then a month from now, you're going back to a pack a day. Wouldn't you rather be the person that cuts back gradually? And by the time you're ready to quit, you're fully invested in it and your body has adapted to it. And you're going to stay there. You're going to be a non-smoker from then on. Rather than flip-flopping back and forth like so many people do. Let's look at it in the realm of fitness. I have known so many people. This is a very common thing in any gym, especially around the New Year's time. But there's a reason that the gym is very busy in January. And then all of a sudden in February, things start to trickle off a little bit. So many people set their sights so high. Instead of planning to come to the gym seven days a week, maybe you're going to start by just going two or three times in a week and taking it easy on yourself. Instead of thinking that you're going to be there for two hours and pushing yourself to the max, if you're the type of person that hasn't exercised in the past, let's say, 10 years, do you really think that it's realistic to be starting going to the gym six, seven days a week on a regular basis? Like I said, for some, that might work, but so many people have tried it that way and failed. So let's try it a different way. Ease into it. Maybe you're going to go to the gym for half an hour, do some light stretching, and leave. One of the biggest difficulties that people have in getting to the gym isn't the workout itself. It's the act of getting to the gym, leaving your house, putting your shoes on, getting in that car, and going to the gym. Or if you're going to go for a run around your neighborhood, just putting on those shoes when you're coming home from a long day at work, that can be your barrier. Give yourself a little grace. You don't need to become a marathon runner overnight. Start by going for a walk as soon as you get out of your car. It can be a five-minute walk around your neighborhood. You don't need to go for 45 minutes, an hour, two hours. Start with a walk around the block. From there, you might start gaining momentum. Never expect yourself to do more. A really great tool that's used for a lot of people with ADHD, but is also so applicable for anyone without that diagnosis, is just expect yourself to do one thing. There is an excellent book called Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg. If you haven't read it yet, I will put a link to it in my show notes because it is an excellent book for anyone that's trying to build new habits in their lives. But this is what it's all about. For example, flossing your teeth. If you have a hard time flossing your teeth on a regular basis, don't expect yourself to floss all your teeth. Get in the habit of every night you floss one tooth, and that is all you're expected to do. So for that first week, one tooth is your goal. On that second week, maybe you're ready to take a second tooth. And now you're going to floss two teeth. The reasoning behind this is, most of the time, getting started is the hardest part. And having these expectations set of flossing every single tooth can sometimes be overwhelming or too much for people to handle, at least in the beginning. So if you expect yourself to just floss one tooth, 
and you're going to be completely fine with that. If that's all you accomplish, you have accomplished your goal and you can walk away with a feeling of satisfaction. But sometimes what happens is after you've gone through all of that hard work of getting the floss out of the container and wrapped around your fingers, you floss that one tooth, your mindset goes to, well, you know, I've done all this work anyways, I might as well floss a couple more teeth. And maybe you might not get to all of them, but maybe you're going to do five or six teeth. That's better than the zero that you were doing before. Even though you only have that expectation of flossing one tooth, you will gradually build up to the point where flossing your entire mouth will become one activity. Whereas before, it might have seemed overwhelming. This can go for your workouts as well. Only expect yourself to put your shoes on and show up at the gym. It doesn't matter what you do while you're there. As long as you show up, if you're going to a community gym, walk in, maybe grab a mat, do some stretching. You might step onto a treadmill. Expect nothing of yourself. Your goal was to show up at that gym. Even if you walk in and you get there and you go, not today, turn around and walk out, but you accomplished your goal by showing up. And maybe in a week, your next goal is going to be getting on that treadmill for 10 minutes. Maybe your goal is going to be grabbing a set of light dumbbells and doing just a few arm movements with those dumbbells, maybe some bicep curls, some shoulder presses, some tricep presses, and that's it. Don't expect yourself to do anything more than that. You're not going to do four rounds of eight reps. Maybe you grab one set of dumbbells, wave them around like a crazy person, and that was your exercise for the day, and that is good enough. So start small. Like I said, the biggest thing is showing up for yourself. Sometimes what happens on those days when you think that you're driving to the gym and you're going to walk in and you're like, man, today might be the day where I just turn around and leave and don't do anything. That's okay. More often than not, you will talk yourself into just doing something, which again is better than the nothing that you were doing before. So this is great for activities that you are not doing, but you'd like to be doing. What if you have a behavior that you're doing and you want to get rid of it? You want to take something away from your life. I'll give you a great example from myself. For my entire adult life, I have struggled with grocery shopping. It seems absolutely ridiculous. I have a really hard time with those basic daily tasks that are just a general thing that everyone takes for granted. They think it's absolutely nothing to stop at the store and pick something up for dinner. And it wasn't until my recent ADHD diagnosis that I understood that I'm not alone in this. For so long, I thought that this was me being lazy or me not being able to get my shit together. And I didn't realize until my diagnosis that this was executive dysfunction at its finest. I'm not the only one that deals with this. So my example with grocery shopping, I will go to Costco and spend $600. Now keep in mind, I live alone and I buy mostly fresh fruit and vegetables. So $600 for one person to buy perishable items is quite a lot. I'm not even going there and buying any other kind of staple items. So I'll go and I will stock up and I will eat like a queen 
for about a month until all of a sudden those groceries run out. And then I have nothing to eat. And then I eat popcorn for dinner. So this was a regular theme for me in my life. It was always a wave of really great eating and then really not so great eating. So along with this pattern of eating fruits and vegetables in waves, also came eating candy in waves. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I love Oreos. I love candy. Yum, yum, yum. Which in a moderate amount, if eaten selectively and only when I actually choose to, I'm, I'm happy to not eliminate those from my diet. I enjoy having them in my life. The problem is, is that I would binge eat them. The reason I found myself binge eating was because I had a lack of good nutritious food. So on my way home, instead of stopping at the grocery store, which I had to turn down a road to get to, which as silly as it seems to the average person, it actually acted as a big barrier for me. Just that simple act of having to turn down the street. So instead of going to the grocery store where there's healthy options, I would stop at the corner store or the drug store that is right on the path and all I have to do is pull into a parking lot. And there, instead of picking up some healthy options, I would pick up some sort of canned crap and candy and popcorn and any other kind of junk food that I might have been craving at the time. Now, I had the same behavior as when I went to Costco. My thought process while I was there is I might as well stock up. I'm not going to eat all of this tonight, but it's nice if I can get into the habit of just having it in my house and I can just pluck away at it. Well, anyone that has ever been an emotional eater or any kind of binge eating knows that doesn't happen. I ended up eating a lot more than I always intended to. So the behavior that I started implementing is making myself go to the grocery store at least three days a week. Now, what this helps me with is that I no longer have this feast or famine behavior and mindset. If I know that I'm going to be going to the grocery store at least every few days, I know that I don't have to stock up on anything. All I need to think about is what I want to eat right now and maybe tomorrow. If I find myself failing at this, I will actually make myself go to the grocery store every single day and only buy what I plan on eating that day. And again, maybe leftovers tomorrow. But what it does is it takes away that instinct of wanting to squirrel away things and thinking that I'm going to gradually eat them because I know that I don't. So if I go to the grocery store and say that day, you know what, maybe I am not in a great mood and I'm PMSing and I just want some num nums because it's rainy out and I'm grumpy. It's okay that day that I'm going to get something to snack on, but I'm only going to buy what I'm eating today. So instead of buying the big value pack, I'm going to buy the ones that they have at the checkout station. And you're going to eat it that night, but you're not going to feel so disgusting and horrible afterwards. And that shame and guilt around any kind of binge behavior doesn't have to be there. I can be perfectly fine with eating my little bag of Skittles and being done with it. And because it's a small bag, sometimes if I'm having one of those days where I still have some self-control left, I might not finish that entire small bag. Because there's something about finishing the bag 
that makes me think back to all those times that I finished the giant value pack. So I'm going to prevent myself from finishing the small bag, which, hey, guess what? That's only maybe a dozen or so Skittles rather than the, you know, 150 that I would have normally eaten in a value pack. So start small. Start changing behaviors so that you don't have those things available to you, but that you're not going to stop yourself from doing those things. So instead of eliminating it completely, allow yourself the ability, if you're craving candy or chocolate or cookies or whatever your vice might be, if you're craving it that day, you're allowed to have it. That's totally fine. But you have to go to the store and buy it. And you're only going to buy enough to eat today. Don't buy it to squirrel away for tomorrow or the next day or next week. Buy what you're going to eat today and be totally fine with it if you eat that entire amount. It's the same mentality as putting chips in a bowl instead of taking the entire bag to the couch with you. There's something satisfying about finishing a bag or a bowl of something. So give yourself that satisfaction. It doesn't need to be a bad thing. But you need to start having control over your behavior. And until you actually get that control, you have to force that control to happen. Don't have it in your house. And that's not you cutting it out of your life completely. You're allowed to have it whenever you want. You just have to do the work to go get it. And you are not buying more than what you're going to eat today. Speaking from experience, this has been a game changer. So whether you're trying to add a healthy behavior or take away an unhealthy behavior, the same principle applies. Start with baby steps. Don't take it away from yourself. Don't try to do it all at once. Small steps can create big change over time. Don't be in a hurry to make this happen right now. If you know that you're going to go back to your old ways if you try to just go all or nothing, you are so much better off just cutting it back or adding just a little bit rather than reverting back to your old ways in just a few weeks or a month. Wouldn't you rather spend the next couple months working on this behavior for it to stick long term? That sounds so much better. You've gone this long with this behavior. A couple months isn't going to make or break it. Allow yourself that transition time. Give yourself permission to still continue doing whatever old behavior you were doing. You're just going to do a little bit less of it. And I mean a little bit. Drag this out as long as you need to. There's no rush. You will change if you continuously get a little bit better at each behavior over time gradually. Imagine you just get 1% better every day. In 100 days, you will be 100% better than you were before. Little things make a big difference. Please keep that in mind. I really hope that you've found some sort of value in this please give me a five-star review. Hit that subscribe button. I appreciate you being here and I will see you next time.